Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Directed IRA Podcast, where we're going to be covering today some news-breaking, earth-shattering, mind-blowing <laughs> topics. You're going to love it. My name is Mark Kohler, and I've got my amazing co-host with me, the one and only Matt Sorensen. Yeah, Ooh. today's topic's a little uh, different from what you might expect on the Directed IRA Podcast, but it's a major topic in the news right now, kind of a phenomenon in the Phenomenon? Phenomenon? Yeah, yeah. John Phenomenon. Travolta. Yeah. That's a good movie. Yeah. Um, in the financial world right now, and uh, Mark Kohler was on Fox News, of course, breaking this down. And so we wrangled him in to do the same on the Directed IRA podcast today well, as well. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I've got a face for podcasting. So uh, Fox <laughs> News had to do a lot of makeup to get me. There's really a lot cool. of lighting and, and yeah. tricks, but they've got it down. Yeah. If, you know, Rod yeah. Grails can look good on yeah. Fox News. You can. So. I know. They're like, can we bring in the David Blaine crew from Vegas? Uh, we've got to pull some magic here. So <laughs> let's, let's get them in here. Okay. Now here's the tongue twister, Matt. Okay. See if you can say this five times really fast. Can I buy GameStop stock with my Roth IRA? <laughs> GameStop <laughs> stock. It's the GameStop, GameStop stock. stock. GameStop stock. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So if you haven't been following the news, GameStop yeah. has had some major um, uh, trading activity. Let's just say that. I'll let Mark break yeah. that down um, on the stock. And it brings out some important principles we want to talk about with investing and using a Roth IRA. And some of the common principles that you are really important to self-directing. So even if you're like, guys, I don't give a crap about stock. I'm not going to buy GameStop or any other stock. Um, it, it, we're going to teach some principles on why that you could apply to any investment really. And when yeah. you would want to use the Roth IRA. Absolutely. And I think the news regarding this trading activity is really exciting. And you're going to find uh, out a little bit more about, if you don't know already, my perspective on Main Street versus Wall Street. So I'll probably get a little nasty. My crew has said I need to up the security at my home. But the biggest takeaway, let me I'm going to just, spoiler alert, here's the big takeaway that we want all of you to have in your back of your mind as we talk about this. If you have an investment, stock or otherwise, that has an outside chance of a extreme growth. You know, it's kind of a wild card. You know, you got five yeah. grand, a thousand, depending on how wealthy you are, throwaway money to you might be 10 grand. Someone else, it might be a thousand. Someone else, it might be a hundred grand, whatever that is, whatever that number is of, you know, I could risk it. I'm going to throw a thousand bucks at GameStop, or I'm going to throw a thousand dollars in Bitcoin, whatever that long shot is. The principle here is do it in your Roth IRA, period. You shouldn't even have to think yeah. twice about that. This is yeah. money that if it hits big, I don't want you paying tax. And now you've just freaking shot a huge injection into your Roth IRA to do some some big things. Yeah. And that was what our clients that were doing crypto a few years ago did. They came mm -hmm. to us and they kind of hit the first run up on crypto. And we're like, crap, I'm going to pay a lot of tax in, in realizing these profits. And so they, a lot of them went to Roth IRAs. And now on the second run up in crypto, that's all building up and it's going to come out tax free in a Roth IRA. And that's the key point on the Roth IRA for those that aren't familiar. When you have money grow in a, and come out of a Roth IRA, it comes out tax free. You pay no tax. Now you can't pull it out until you hit 59 and a half to, to retirement. This is long term 
wealth building. But like Mark said, if you're going to home run, if you're using a traditional IRA, you're going to pay tax on the way out as you pull the money out. If you're using no retirement account at all, you're using personal funds, you're going to pay tax when you sell that and realize that gain immediately. You know, the IRS, mm-hmm. you're going to be stroking them a big check for being a partner in your great investment. So and the Roth IRA is the way to do it and keep all the money tax-free. Yeah. And I like Matt's last example that if you do it in your own name, um, you've got another target on your back because if this project or this investment that you're thinking has an outside chance of <laughs> exponential growth, you're going to catapult yourself into the highest tax bracket. And now the Joe Biden administration and the Democratic controlled Congress is saying, if you're in this top tax bracket, we want to add a few more percent on there and forget capital gain. You're going to pay at even marginal rates for your big gains if you're in this high bracket. So the rest of your life, you may not be in this crazy top bracket, but for this one deal, you might. And so you've got to think, wow, if this really does hit, what is that? What am I going to have to pay next April? Um, yeah. Which, you know, the average person doesn't think about because it's is they don't, they're not hitting these grand slam home runs every, every year. Yeah. So okay. why were you on Fox News? What the heck okay. is going on with me? So right. For those that don't know what it is yet, okay. bring us up to speed. Yeah. And we're going to, we're going to talk about Robin Hood. We're going to talk about TD Ameritrade, uh, Schwab. Uh, we're going to talk about the SEC and FTC. There's a lot of players, players and in this, this mix right now. We're going to talk about hedge funds. I love that Jim Cramer on Mad Money addressed this three days ago. Um, so let's get some things off the table. No one has done anything illegal. There's been no uh, uh, indictments. There's been no accusations of someone doing something illegal, illegal. But there's a lot of rhetoric. And if you're not familiar with that term, it just means rumor mill. You know, a lot of people trying to just throw out a lot of chatter a lot of a lot of i'm putting my fingers together like talking you know a lot of talk a lot of talkers you know okay now let's just know that there's the know-it-all person in our family that just yeah you know that thinks they know it all that that's rhetoric that person Okay. okay so let me give you the facts and then this sets the stage for this crazy january which is true nothing like this has happened in the history of wall street trading so this is very very interesting and again there's a play there's a principle. There's something we can all learn from this, especially in self-directing and Roth trading. So hang tight. We're going to bring it all together and put a nice little bow around it. Okay. So what happened was, and I'm going to help define terms. Matt, you help me out as I define terms here so that everybody can kind of get used to this. This is a little tricky. I've got my producer in here, Jack, too, that I need his help on some of the terms I use. All right. Back in 2019, remember those days when you the only person you saw wearing a mask was a surgeon in an operating room? Or if you were traveling through Asia, there might be someone with a little umbrella and a mask. That was it. I mean, you would never, this is 2019. We're back into parades, concerts. Oh, to have those days back. Well, yeah. some guy named Handel DFV. Now, I'm not going to say what that stands for because um, it's this is a PG-13 show, but he's just kind of a little guy that's on Reddit. I don't know if you knew that, Matt. It's kind of a, a litigious uh, handle, but he said back on Reddit, he's been doing this for years. You know, everybody keeps thinking there's some conspiracy against wall street. There's not this guy back in 2019 spent 55 grand and he 
was many would call this kind of a penny stock strategy uh, in this realm. He was looking at GameStop, which we'll call from now on GME. That's that's the trading symbol for GameStop. So he's looking at it and he goes, you know what? I think the stock's going to go up. People are buying more video games. This is it's only getting bigger and better. And so he did what is called a put. He paid a big money, fifty five grand, approximately. Uh, pardon, Jack. What was that? It was a call. Okay. A call. Sorry, not a put. He put down, he paid for this call that 16 months from now in January of 2021, which is where we're at now, he said, I have the right to buy this stock for eight bucks. That's what he paid for. Um, because he thought it was going to run up in value. And if it was worth 30 bucks in January of 2021, he could buy it for eight and triple his money, quadruple his money. You know, that's his, that's what that strategy is called. So he puts this call down and he's going to, and he's paid for it. All right. We turn the corner into 2020. Whoa. COVID-19 hits. Countries turned upside down along with the entire world. And these big hedge funds who do this every freaking day decide to short the stock. They're going to bet that GME is going to go down. Because they're thinking all these brick and mortar stores, GameStop is on its life support anyway. And when everybody's staying home and no one's going to go to the brick and mortar store of GameStop and buy a video game, they're just going to download online. Hedge fund uh, says, you know what? We think this is going to go down. And they're, they're thinking, yeah, not a big deal. You know, we're not, this is, this is common for them to do. And they're like, it's going to work out great for us. Now, I want you to think back to the movie, The Big Short. If you don't know what a short is, and some of you that like to watch PG-friendly shows, make sure you watch this edited. There's, but, <laughs> but The Big Short is a movie that talks about the 2008 crash. Now, in that crash, it was the same principle. The people that made big money said, we're going to short the housing market. We think the housing market's going to crash. And these, and that's a really exciting show that represents real lives of people. It's quite accurate of how when the housing market crashed, there was some hedge fund managers that made billions because no one thought the housing market was going to crash. Well, take us to the middle of 2020, some hedge funds. And this is what Jim Cramer said on Mad Money too. He's like, hey, that was a huge bet. They threw down $55 million that GME is going to go down. It's going to crash. And um, I won't explain the principles of a short, but essentially they're betting it's going to go down. And if it goes down, they make the difference based on that, the price that they exercise the short, short at. And they were in a position to make billions, which they do all the time. They gamble all the time. Hedge funds, this is why those managers have four homes, one in Aspen and Bermuda and whatever. And so they're doing this all the time. And what happens? This is interesting, Matt. Unbeknownst to this investor that started in 2019 and the hedge funds, in the summer of 2020, approximately, I'm trying to give you the Reader's Digest version, GameStop says, you know what? We got to react. They brought on a new board member, did some shuffling in their with their officers, changed their strategic plan, and GameStop went all online. And they started selling videos online, downloading online, and they responded really strategically. And guess what? 
they showed some minor profit. They showed a good fourth quarter. I'll leave it at that. They showed like they were on life. They weren't on life support. They were they were alive and well. Well, what happened to the stock? Well, just a few weeks ago in early January, after fourth quarter comes out, GameStop stock goes up. So this guy, DFV, that 16 months earlier said, I'm going to bet that the stock's going to be more than $8, wins his bet. So he cashed in in early January and made close to $40 million just in the last few weeks. Now, I know some of you that are even closer to the dates and the facts and the dollars are probably getting pissed right now. Guys, I'm telling a story here for a principal, and I'm just giving you the, the basics of this. So he makes $40 plus million, big money. And he goes back to Reddit. He goes, I got to tell my buddies. And this guy's not a major player on Reddit. It's not Reddit's fault. They don't know what's going on. They don't care. And so in this little group on Reddit, he says, guess what? I just made $40 million. Everybody on Reddit's like, excuse me? What What was that? <laughs> you made $40 million? What'd you do? And he goes, I freaking put a put or a call, a call sorry, Jack, um, on this stock 16 months ago. And I'm making big money now. He had no intention of screwing over hedge funds who now, with the run-up in stock, are losing billions. He had no intention of doing that. He just wanted to make some money on his gamble, which hedge funds do too. They do this all the time. Well, all the people on Reddit are like, oh my gosh, DFE did this? I'm in. I'm buying. I'm buying. And because it's such a cheap stock, there's kids out there getting their stimulus check for 600 bucks saying, ah, I'll buy two or three shares for 600 bucks. What the hell? What I got to lose? It was fun money, which goes back to our principal in a minute. They're like, they were like, I can lose 600 bucks. I'll give it a shot. So they buy the stock. Well, the stock goes up. Every dollar it goes up, the hedge funds lose more. Because in a short situation, the people that they borrowed the stock from to, to get the short, they've got to buy the stock back and give it back if they call it. And so- in this little trick that some of you can study up on in a short, the hedge funds lost. All right. Now, Matt, in summary, let me say this. What are the hedge funds doing? They're freaking out. Every analyst that they own, every market they control, every platform that they can create a message on, they're saying, this is dangerous. The market, the populace shouldn't be able to control the stock market like this. This is terrible. This is this is illegal. They, they're manipulating. No, they're not. They just joined the same freaking game you've been playing and you're making billions and heaven forbid Main Street figured out a way to do this and jumped on board. And what's sad to me in summary on a political note, and some of you may completely disagree with me, is I'm pissed that Ameritrade, Schwab, and then Robinhood this morning said, you can't trade it anymore. We're freezing it. And Jack, didn't you say Jack, almost, almost all platforms have said, you can't even buy GME right now because they're trying to stop the bleeding for these hedge funds. And I'm just praying and I'm hoping all of those that own GME stock right now don't sell. Make them sweat. Make <laughs> Wall Street pay to buy that share. Let the price stay strong. And this is exactly what happened in the big short. You know, this is Michael from the office played that role in the movie, said, I'm going to hold out until they finally said, okay, we'll buy. 
So the, anyway, Matt, it's I think it's really interesting, the play between Main Street and Wall Street. And I'm sick of the chatter out there saying that someone did something illegal and the average investor shouldn't be allowed to do this when they're playing the same darn game the hedge funds have been playing for years. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh my Any gosh. commentary on that? Yeah. Any commentary? Well, this this might be um, a little face-off here, I guess. Or what do they call it? Um, crossfire, Debate. you know? Yeah, yeah. Here's my problem with it. I think you're a fool if you're buying GameStop. GameStop stock right now. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, because you're paying way more than it's worth. Like the valuation of the company right now is like 16 billion or something right now. The, the, the market cap, no one in hell would pay that much money for GameStop. No one would, nobody would come buy it for that. So we've got this artificial value built up in here. That's all just on hysteria. Now, you could say the same thing for crypto. I get that. <laughs> what the heck yeah. is crypto worth? It's only worth what people think it is. But at the end of the day, a stock is its like, well, do I really want to own GameStop? Like, think about this. Yeah. When are you going to sell? You have to realize your profit at some point. Are you going to hold out for 10 years? Are you going to hold out for five? For one? Are you going to last another day? A week? I don't know. And so I, I worry of people buying in right now, like just for me, I mean, I, I would never buy it. it. It's ridiculously overpriced. And um, the, the business isn't, even if it is trying to turn the corner, it might be worth eight, 10 bucks a share. I have no idea, yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So what's going to happen? Here's the, my fear is Main Street's going to lose. They are. Because they're on the wrong side of it. The company's not worth that. If if Wall Street was pumping it up and because and and making an artificial value to benefit themselves, um, Main Street could win because they'd be on the right side of it. But in the end, I just think the fundamentals are gonna win. And and the retail investors are gonna be like, why the hell do I own this? And now and I just worry that people are gonna get wiped out. Okay. So Right. I've got my counter. That's my one concern. Okay. Here's my counter to that Warren Buffett. Um, That's Warren Buffett's speech from his last shareholder meeting in Oklahoma. Okay. Is it Oklahoma Mm -hmm. or Nebraska? Where does he have his? Is it Omaha? Isn't it Omaha? Omaha? It's Nebraska. Nebraska. Oracle Oracle of Omaha. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's right. So you just gave, you just took pieces off of Warren Buffett's last speech. Totally get it. Great minds think alike. No, no, no. Hold it. Here's my counter argument. We're talking about two different games. Um, I hate to use the gambling poker table example, so I'm I'm not. I don't because I. But in but in some ways, I get out make, at some point. That's the problem with this run up is, every, anyone who expects to make money on Main Street right now, there's got to be a day they're going to get out to realize their profit. Yeah, but hold it. Here's my point. Hear me out. Hear me out. We're talking about two different games. Game one. Let's just call it Warren Buffett game. Okay, Warren Buffett game is. My game is buy good quality stocks that show a, ca- a market cap, a value that's legitimate. There's, good, there's a future for this company. I'm going to buy and hold for the long term. Great. That's cool. I'm on board. Okay. But then there's this other game. Some days you wake up and say, eh, I got my money over there. That's a cool game. But today I'm feeling a little fun. You know what? I might do what the hedge funds do. The hedge funds play that game. They play the Warren Buffett game, but they also play the, the gambling game. I hate to call it that, but it is. It's a gamble. 
You're saying hedge funds. They'll trade on trends. They'll trade on things happening and they'll trade on trends. They do shorts and calls all the time. Now, are they buying for value when they're doing that? No, they are not. They're buying. No, that's not true. That's not true. Well, they're going to. You don't think they're buying on speculation of what they think a thing's going to do? It's going to go down or it's going to go up? An option is just a way to, it's a strategy to execute your investment belief. It's not. So like if you say, all right, like the example you gave a call, if you're like, well, I think the company value is going to change. I understand the fundamentals of this business. I think it's overpriced or underpriced and you use an option to, that's just the strategy that executes your idea. The underlying basis is still like, I think the stock is undervalued or overvalued based on the fundamentals of the business. Okay. Now, what I'm getting at is, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. But what I'm saying is that perspective is different than the buy and hold on value. They're two different mindsets. I'm going to go out and buy for value. Well, once in a while, I might buy on speculation. I'm going to speculate it might go up or down. Some guy, 16 months ago, thought it was going to go up. Eight months ago or 12 months ago, um, hedge fund thought it was going to go yeah. down and they both gambled one, one. Now, because it went up, um, maybe based on speculation, I think of all the dot coms. We had a dot com run up, uh, you know, 15, 20 yeah. years ago and there's still dot coms out, out there not making money, but people think they're worth more. Uh, yeah. Elon Musk has got a very ambitious goal with innovation and Tesla stock is very, very strong, but is it actually producing that profit? Right now, no, but some people think it will. So here's my point. We've got a third party in the mix, the bandwagon. The populace has shown up and said, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to play in this game. Is that bad? I'm going to play the game that we're going to squeeze the hedge funds. And I think that the value is going to stay up, not because of their profit or market, but because of the, the dynamics of the stock market. You can't tell me hedge funds don't trade on dynamics. I, I don't know. Yeah. I just, I'm just mark my words because we're recording this. And even today, GameStop's down 33%, um, which is huge in one day of trading is Wall Street's going to win because, um, it's just not sustainable. The value of the stock is is not supported by the fundamentals of the business. Oh, is the stock going to go down? I agree. Yeah. It will. It'll go back down. So if I'm a retail investor, I got to decide when am I going to get out? Mm-hmm. And once it's, I heard someone give an analogy on something recently about, it's kind of like, you know, there's fire in the movie theater and there's one exit and everybody's crowding to run out of there. But like some people are going to get burned because they're not going to make it out. And it's all about, you know, how close you get to the door, I guess, <laughs> when the fire hits. Yeah. And I, and that's, so that's my worry for, for the retail investor. Now, if one thought I've had too when you're describing that is from the big short, one of the remember the characters in there that are these young hedge fund traders and they kind of make their own hedge fund and they try to go to all these hedge funds to like get you get know, into the tour, to get into the party, CDOs. Yeah, yeah, and like Brad Pitt helped them. If you're yeah. you know, he's yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. one of them and kind of helped them get in in the door. But where they made their money in the first place is their hedge fund was based on trading against news. You remember that? Yeah. So yeah. what they were doing is if like a company had some like lawsuit or negative news, their stock would go boom. 
And but they were like, but wait a second, is that news really that bad? Or is this just hype? And so their whole strategy on how they made money was to bet against the news. So when those companies would go down because of bad news, they'd go buy them once they bottomed out. And they would wait for them to come back within three to six months because they're like, this will blow over. Everyone will remember the fundamentals are cool and the stock value is going to go back to where it should be. And that was like their investment thesis where they went from like two kids with a hundred grand to having like, I think they were up, you know, in the tens of millions of dollars in their fund um, that they then put in, in the big short, you know, betting against the uh, housing market. But yeah. um, that's kind of what's going on now. I think is like people are trading on news, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. And I, and I think, I, I think that's the, the, the danger is, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Risky. Okay. Course. Now for some of you that are sick of our political <laughs> and strategic commentary, we'll move on. Here's all, yeah. no, but here's the big takeaway. And this is why I told Matt, I think this was a really good show to have today. First point, are we su- suggesting that anybody go out and speculate based on news or play in this dangerous game? Are you close enough to the door to get out when the fire really approaches? That's a very dangerous world to play in. But again, some of you may say, you know what? I'll throw a little bit of my portfolio at that. I'll take a little bit of my money and say, okay, maybe there's a run up here based on rhetoric or the news or just public fervor. Um, And that's up to every individual to decide how much and if they even want to play in that game. But here's the takeaway. If you're right and you play it carefully, and people do all day long, uh, yeah. some of the best hedge funders managers are good at playing on this news concept, whether it's a call or a short or a put or this or that. So I'm just saying, do it in your Roth IRA. This is the concept that I think is really powerful that people miss. I've asked like multiple people that did buy GameStop stock. I said, did you buy it in your Roth? No. Well, if there was such a chance for run-up, why didn't you? Well, I, I didn't think to. And so this to me, this show today is a call to action. This is a wake-up call for many of you out there that missed the Bitcoin run-up in your Roth and did it with your own money. And you did it with some throwaway money. You thought you knew it was speculative. But we need to be thinking about our Roth more often. And that's my takeaway, Matt. I don't, I know, bringing us back full circle. I, yeah. And I think for many of our self-directed clients that are doing real estate or investing in the things that they know, um, they can, you know, they're using their Roth and they're hitting home runs off like machine pitch, you know, or a coach mm-hmm. pitch, you know, it's pretty easy. They line them up and they can nail them and they make great returns in their Roth IRA. So now these are like, you know, Randy Johnson fastballs. I don't know if I remember him. I'm in Arizona. So mm-hmm. that's the first picture I thought. Maybe Nolan Ryan, maybe a little more. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Like these are tough to hit. And so you got to be careful. We don't want you to lose your Roth and kind of that, you know, that money you've set aside there. But um, yeah, take a measured risk for something that could be a major home run and a long shot like this. You could be very strategic um, from a tax standpoint in using uh, and using the Roth. And the same thing could be said for crypto right now. Okay. Now let's talk how to for a moment. Um, what's interesting, because just on another political note, when Robin Hood put on the brakes today, it, it's been another massive piece of news because Robin Hood was really the, the champion of the millennial. Robin Hood said, we want to get outside of Wall Street. We want to give you a platform to buy and sell stock. 
We want to make it affordable. And they went after the millennials. No one disagrees, right? You're good with that. That was Robinhood. They don't have a Roth, they don't have a Roth platform, which is very interesting. So I've never been a huge fan of Robinhood. If you're going to do that, I like just going with a TD Ameritrade or a Schwab online account with an app. You can have quite a bit of flexibility. Um, there's others out there, Scott Trade and whatever. We're not paid by anyone to say anything, but you can find a fairly affordable online app to buy and sell stock in a Roth account. Robinhood, Robinhood did not offer that. But what's interesting today is Robinhood, Robinhood turned on their base. They said, no more buying. Why? Did someone do anything illegal? No. You're, you're, you're trying to stop the, the marketplace from correcting this. Hedge funds have lost billions. Before this over is over, they will lose billions. Well, maybe they learned their lesson. You know, maybe they shouldn't be shorting this much money on a, on a project like this. And this is, they got greedy, just like the housing market crash, because COVID was a weird thing. And I think they were smart. Sure. There's going to be some brick and mortars that are going to go down in value. But to bet the amounts they did, again, even Kramer on, on Mad Money was saying, that was a concern. Yeah. And so I think let yeah, Mark I think, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I think people using shorts to buy, to bet against companies, you know, they're it's it's tough because they're trying to make money and they're putting their their money in betting against something. I just hate that. Even if it is a big company that's publicly traded, I just hate like betting against something, you know? Mm-hmm. Like um maybe there's a company that you don't ethically agree with you like to bet against, but um but I just hate that concept. You know, Herbalife was another big company recently that that went through a big short. So they had major billionaire hedge funds bet against them and short them. And those those people lost in the short. And one of the investors came out of them and was like, well, what did I learn? I learned people hate short sellers. People just hate it when you bet against them. <laughs> mm-hmm. And even if it's a business you don't really love. And I think that's kind of the people for GameStop and the genesis of it is they're like, I use this company as a kid. I bought my video games there or whatever. And it's like, I don't want someone betting against it to shut it down and basically hope it wipes out so they can make money. Um, it's just mm-hmm. kind of a, it's kind of a terrible business or investment way to make money in investing, right? Betting against someone's hoping that a company fails. Yeah. It's, it's really sad. And so, but let, but if we're going to allow that institution to exist and let's let the market control it, if you're going to get stung, you get stung. I don't need Robin Hood getting in there and playing referee. Um, we yeah, have free right. trade for a reason. And so, yep. um, but again, okay. So on the, how to do this, uh, set up a Roth account. A lot of people don't realize you can have multiple Roth accounts. You can take uh, a regular traditional IRA that you've been sitting on for a while and go, you know what? It's time to convert this to a Roth. You can do it with any level of income. Uh, calculate what your tax hit might be on the tr- on the on the conversion, but just think about this: If I had a thousand dollars in a traditional IRA, and I woke up and said, "You know what? I saw this. I was the first one to see this on Reddit. I'm going to go out and buy that GameStop stock. I'm going to go do it. I got a thousand dollars. I'm risk it. I'll risk it. I'll play in that crazy market. Okay, cool. Um, take that account, convert it to a Roth, pay the tax on the thousand dollars." Buy your GameStop stock, make 10, pay no tax. See, it just takes an extra step. And uh, we have that platform, a directed IRA. 
You can open a traditional, convert to Roth. You can have a Roth. You can trade if you just so desire. We want to see you use your Roth in creative ways, buying companies with value, making good, sensical choices, and not tra- day trading. You know, that's not our po- platform. But while you got some money sitting there, why not? You know, if you want to throw some money at it. So, yeah. Yeah, and all of our accounts are self-directed at Directed IRA, so you decide what the heck you want to invest into, whether it's a real estate deal, a private company, a private loan, crypto, GameStop, you know, if you can still trade it right now. Uh, So, and that's, you know, I think how by removing all those restrictions, that's how you can be successful in investing is you can invest in what you know and what you want. And and so we do have that brokerage option here, but not as a day trading option like Mark said, but yeah. um, well, I don't know. I just it maybe it's a little it's shorter podcast today, but yeah, not all right. I think I'm just this is such a curious, interesting topic. What's happened here? I I'm just I'm I'm interested to see where the news goes next on it. You know, yeah. And there's just never been anything like this. Mm-hmm. And it is cool that it, it's pit Wall Street versus Main Street, retail investor versus hedge fund. Um, I just fear my predictions will come true that main street's going to lose. Well, I'm a no, main street fan. Yeah. Yeah. Now here, I wanted to say this too, maybe in closing too, is that I want to agree with you that when you start betting, like let's say for example, what's happening out there too. A lot of this populist type movement have figured out, let's go out and find which companies these big hedge funds have shorted. Let's just go to like AMC has been in the news, some other stock uh, symbols. And so this populist group is saying, okay, let's team up, find out who these companies are that the hedge funds are betting against, and let's run them up. Okay, not a good idea. Because when you start playing against these massive institutions, you're betting against the house. And I agree with Matt. You will lose if you try to play at their game. But if you see a stock that you think yeah. will legitimately go up and there's some people shorten it and you want to fight it out, but you have some sensical reason rather than just right. fighting, I think I think there's some there's a play there. I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree. You'd have to look and say, all right, I really believe this company shouldn't be shorted. I really believe that those, you know, I really want to own this stock. I think it's valuable. I'm the price I'm gonna buy it for right now, I really want to own it for that. I think that's the mentality people need to go into when they're betting against Wall Street. Because I think at the end of the day, there's too many people on Wall Street. You know, Wall Street will eat itself. They don't care. One hedge fund will go kill another. They they don't care. There's no allegiances there. (laughs) It's like watching the the, the Discovery Channel and, you know, seeing the gazelle get eaten by the tiger. That's Wall Street. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's a jungle out there, you know, and there's a lot of killers. They're going to, they're really, they're just going to, they're just going to go where they can make money. I don't care if it's their, you know, their best friend's hedge fund or whatever. They're going to go. Their moms. Yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) so they're going to go where they think they can make money. And what, what's going to happen is if people are making bets simply based on, news and hype frankly there's going to be hedge funds hoping there's people out there continuing to do this yes. why because they can beat them if yeah. you want to make money there's always got to be someone on the other end of it and don't be the dumb person on main street that's on the other end of this okay yeah. because you've gotten hyped into something that's yeah. that's just my fear yeah yeah and I, again if it's fun money and you got 500 bucks to throw at a, a yeah. cryptocurrency. There's a, there's a cryptocurrency coming out every week, right? Some yeah. someone's got the coolest next coin. Well, 
okay, I'm cool with that. You want to play that game. Just don't bet your retirement on it. Yeah. Bet the fun money on it. Don't, yeah. don't go well, to, I, yeah. Yeah. I, this has been such a high trending topic, which is why we're hitting it, but um, and we can wrap up here too. But I, it's funny what I was going to propose we did on this podcast today was due diligence when making investments with yourself. <laughs> that, that was your turn. <laughs> Mark started on this. He was like, well, what did you want to do? I'm like, let's just do this one. It's all right. Because <laughs> um, I have a whole chapter on due diligence and a 10 point checklist. We'll do that in the next podcast. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here's but, my due diligence. Uh, we'll give you an okay. Update too. We'll give you an yeah. update to on what the heck going on with GameStop if you're not okay. getting it. And every, I mean, my my phone, it's like the top trending news item on my phone. It's on TV when I walk out. It's on CNBC out here. It's, it's on everything. Yeah. yeah. So here's my due diligence checklist. Okay. What's Facebook saying about it? Um, <laughs> did someone tweet recently about it? Uh, if it was Trump was still in office, I would have said, did Trump tweet on this? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then the big tell is that what's going to be on TMZ tonight because I watch the news. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Extra, extra. <laughs> yeah, you can see where Matt and I really compliment each other on this podcast. I'm just playing around. Okay, well, everybody, thanks for being with us today. I think it was kind of a fun topic, and I've, I've learned a lot about the inner workings about Wall Street again, and I forgot the principles of the big short. I mean, it really is kind of a, 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 yeah. a unique – it's a whole other world there on Madison Ave and – you got to think about it. So, well, we'll see you next week. And I guess we'll be doing due diligence when you invest. Womp, womp, womp. No, I'm just. Yeah, it, sounds, it sounds so boring, but I think, I mean, I say this, this 10 point checklist, Mark and I actually made this. This is yeah. back in the day we did a webinar or podcast and we really like huddled for a couple hours. And we're like, what are the 10 things as lawyers when we're helping someone analyze an investment? Not for like, just for like, due diligence purposes. Yeah. How do you do due diligence on an alternative investment in particular, a real estate deal, a private company investment, a private loan. And that, that which is, these are, those are the core things people buy with a self-directed IRA here. Uh, we, that's how I created that. So I stole that and I've made it a chapter in my book, chapter 16. Yeah, there you go. All well, right. thanks everybody. Talk to you next Talk week. week.